Hey, it's Bethany here. You're about to listen to an episode with my dear friend, Krista Resnick. So Krista is a coach and she's a founder of the Selfish Badass Movement. And you're going to hear all about that inside the episode. But the thing is, she talks about how she went from living a life where she felt stuck and like she had settled and she was just simply on autopilot to really creating a life that she loved. I know this episode will inspire you. And if you're in a situation where you're feeling like you're stuck or you're just running on autopilot or you've settled in any area of your life, I've designed an amazing mini course just for you. Now, this course is just for driven women and all of the greatness happens inside of a private and exclusive Facebook group. The course is called Shift Intensive. It starts June 21st of 2020, but if you're listening to this after June 21st, no worries, you can still join. It just won't be live, but you can catch all the lessons and all the replays inside the group. Want to know more? Go to www.shiftwithb.com. That's the letter B, shiftwithb.com. I can't wait to see you on the inside of the course. Until then, enjoy Krista's story. I know that you're going to get all kinds of nuggets from it. Have a great day. Thanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dialed In. This is a broadcast where we focus on communication, relationships, and personal growth with actionable steps that you can implement immediately to help you live your best life. Our guest today is part of the Big Life Series. Now, if this is your first time listening, the Big Life Series I talk to people who are living life in a big way. Now, when I say big, what I mean is they're living their life using their gifts and talents and doing the things they love. I'm so excited to introduce you to Krista Resnick. Krista is a life coach and creator founder of the Selfish Badass Movement. I love that. She helps women who (laughs) who want it all to get it all by developing radical self-love and putting themselves on their own calendar. She also helps women ditch dieting and love the skin they're in. Welcome, Krista. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here, Bethany. Such a treat. (laughs) So I, I asked you to come on Dialed In because I see you out there making a difference, and I had to share your selfish badassery with my tribe. So I would like to start today by asking you just to tell us, how did you get to a point where you're living your life in a big way? You're living your big life. Yeah, that is such a great, big, juicy (laughs) question, right, Bethany? It is, it is, it is. Well, you would have to go back. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say it's been at least um, seven or eight years. And there was a moment, which I will share in in just a minute, but um, 
you know, I was just tired of living life so exhausted, so unfulfilled, so unsatisfied. I was bored, and yet I was busy all the time. Um, And quite frankly, I was exhausted. I was so exhausted. Not only physically was I exhausted, so I would wake up in the morning, and my first thought every single morning when I woke up was, could I get a nap in today? (laughs) Is it a day where I can get a nap in? Hmm. So I was physically tired, but I was also so emotionally and mentally tired as well. I was so tired of of other people's opinions weighing in heavier than my own. I was tired of worrying about what everyone thought of me. Mm-hmm. And I was so worried and drained from questions like, am I doing it right? Mm-hmm. I was physically drained because I was constantly trying to please everybody else around me. And mm-hmm. um, there's a quote that I absolutely love, and I think it's from Brooke Castillo, and it says, people pleasers are liars. And I love that quote because it is so incredibly true. When your goal in life is, oh, I'm such a people pleaser, I think what you're really saying or what I know to be true for myself back then was I was constantly tweaking and adjusting my life to fit and appease everybody around me. And I really wasn't taking claim in what was important to me. I didn't even know what was important to me. So in essence, I was sort of putting on this facade and lying to everyone around me because no one was getting to see the real, true, authentic me. And I don't even know that I knew who the real, true, authentic me was back then. Mm -hmm. And so every morning, like I said, I would wake up and my first thought was, do I get a nap in today? And then after that, you know, I would sort of stumble to the coffee pot and, you know, stumble to the stove and stumble to the refrigerator and get the kids breakfast and get them off to school, you know, with screaming and yelling and, you know, all of the Mm -hmm. things. And then, you know, the day would begin where it was all right, how many toilets can I get cleaned today? How many bed sheets can I get stripped? Oh, that's right. I got to bake, you know, 35 dozen muffins and I got to be at the school at noon because I got to stuff folders and then this person needs me and I committed to this person. And honestly, I mean, even just sharing it with you, I'm exhausted. Oh. <laughs> I'm even thinking yeah. back to that. And so there was a moment where I have three boys um, and I stayed at home with them for a really long time. And there was a moment where our youngest, who's now 15, he had gone off to school and he at this moment was in first grade. So by this time, I was a stay-at-home mom to nobody anymore. And I was moving sheets from the washing machine to the dryer that particular day. And I got the sheets into the dryer and I stood there for an extra minute. And I had this thought as I watched those sheets. And I thought to myself, my life is just like those sheets in the dryer. I wake up every day. I feel like everything is just so meaningless. And I'm just being tossed to and fro, around and round. And nothing just felt like it was exciting 
or um, invigorating or passion-filled, if that's even a word, or purpose-filled. I just Mm -hmm. literally felt like every day I was on autopilot. And it was in that moment that I made a choice and became aware of how miserable I was. It was like that, I needed that visual moment of seeing those sheets in the dryer. Mm -hmm. And that was my moment with the snap of a finger where I just went, I can't do this another day. So it was kind of that abrupt for me, although it probably was really humming along, simmering in the background, of course. But Mm -hmm. I just remember that particular day so distinctly. That's big. Yeah. It felt big. (laughs) It felt really big. Yeah, like like a sudden snap of awareness. And you mentioned that you felt like you were running on autopilot. And so... So what happened? What happened next? Yes. So um, lots and lots and lots of steps in between then and now, (laughs) of course, right? Uh Um, But in that moment, of course, you know, we're never gifted the how. We just have to harness all that beautiful energy into the next little teeny tiny turtle up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say turtle step very deliberately because sometimes it really is a turtle step. It's not even a baby step. It really is just a small, teeny, tiny step. Um, and so at the time, as I mentioned, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I just was in love with scrapbooking. And because I was a scrapbooking mom, I was, of course, you know, kind of into photography as well. And truly, at that time, all I wanted to do was take amazing pictures of my kids. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted to hone my camera skills. And so I found an online class and signed up. And I just could not deny that every time I clicked that shutter button, I felt something in my soul just come on fire. And so when the kids were off to school, I would photograph, you know, literally stuffed animals. I would put them out on the front porch. <laughs> I, would, I would haul stuffed animals around. The neighbors, I'm sure, thought I were, you know, I was nuts, um, as I sort of am. Um, but anyway, I would haul stuffed animals around and, and prop them up in different lighting. I would photograph rocks, trees. I would pay my kids after school once they were home to, you know, be a, a, to pose for me. They were so sick and tired of, you know, posing. So I had to, like, I'll pay you a dollar, I'll pay you two dollars, whatever it was. Um, and so I just kept honing my craft. I just really loved the art of photography. So what happened was eventually, you know, I was posting some of my family pictures online and I got the call, can you photograph my wedding? And every single, you know, inner critic, gremlin, negative, mean girl thought came raging at me with a vengeance. Who do you think you are? You could not possibly take this job mm-hmm. on. You will destroy their family photographs. What are you even thinking? You're not smart enough to figure this out. And, you know, how will you collect payment from them? You don't know anything about running a business and, and taking money from people. I mean, every, every, every limiting story just was talked my way. But again, it was that, that intuition, that knowing something about it felt right. And I couldn't put a name to it. And to this day, I can't even, you know, tell you what that voice said, but I can just tell you that it felt right. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I, yeah, I'll shoot your wedding for, I think it was like $800. I mean, just a ridiculously wow. low amount. <laughs> yeah. And I, I went, I photographed the wedding. I, I mean, I got to say, even today, I, I nailed it. <laughs> I worked my hind end off on that wedding. I worked mm-hmm. so hard. I mean, I think I came home soaked. And from there, of course, it was, can you photograph my family? Can you photograph my senior daughter? You know, all those mm-hmm. different pieces. Senior photography was the last thing that I ever wanted to sign up for. Like, that was nowhere on my radar. I thought it was cliche. I thought it was silly. But, yes, <laughs> every time I would get the call, I would take the client because, honestly, back then, I wanted the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to buy new lenses. I wanted to buy a new camera bag. So I was just looking to take the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time I went out with those beautiful, amazing just magnificent senior girls, I couldn't deny once again, I feel something, something about this just is, is fulfilling and satisfying. And I want more of this. Um, and so what I did is I decided to really get my business up and going that I was going to kind of niche in senior photography And so I decided that what I would do is I would create something called a senior model program. And model, for me, did not necessarily mean the cover of Cosmo, the cover of Seventeen Model. Model meant role model for me. I was looking Mm -hmm. for girls that wanted to live life a little different, who wanted to maybe develop some leadership skills, who wanted Mm -hmm. to connect and uh, collaborate and just have some deeper conversation about what it was like to truly be a high school girl in today's world. And so what I did with the senior model team for about the first month is we would go out on these really fun shoots. I would style them. They'd get hair and makeup done. The whole team would come over. I think I started with like eight girls. And we would have so much fun on these shoots. They would get the images back, and then they would share the images on social media with their friends. And what they would do, in essence, would would be to try to get me more clients. And then they, of course, would get a little bit of a a deal on their senior, you know, pictures, right, Mm -hmm. in exchange. I did that for about a month, and it felt sneaky, and it felt slimy. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with running your senior model program that way. There's a lot of lovely, amazing photographers that do exactly that. However, it was out of alignment for me because it was outside of my value system. I have mm-hmm. a deep value of connecting at a, at a really deep level with people. And so I really felt like I was using these girls. And so what we did from that moment on was we um, – I would invite them to my home every Sunday evening, and we would gather around the table. They would bring a dish to share so that they were contributing, and we would talk about life, and we would talk about boys, and we would talk about college, and we would talk about their fears, and I would coach them without even realizing I was coaching them, right? Mm -hmm. And it evolved from there. We did pumpkin carving nights. We did spa nights. We did sleepovers, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. We gave back to the homeless shelter. We also carved pumpkins at, um, you know, the nursing homes. We would just look for different ways to get back to our community. Mm -hmm. And I did that for several years. And as I was doing that senior model program, one day I received an uh, email in my inbox from, you know, the John Maxwell Coaching Company that had something to do with the Youth Max program. And I thought, well, that looks 
interesting. I wonder what that's all about because, you know, I work with youth. And I clicked mm-hmm. on it, and, you know, sure enough, somebody was calling me. <laughs> and um, I was sharing with them what I did, and they said, well, this would be such a great supplement to what you're already doing with these senior girls. And the next thing you know, I was signed up and off and running um, with a coaching certification. Mm-hmm. So never get wrapped up in the how because you never know how. I mean, right. I literally just wanted to take better pictures of my kids. <laughs> Yeah, so that's yeah. how it all evolved from, you know, that's the full meal deal story from that moment in front of my dryer and to the woman that you're looking at today. Hmm. Wow, that's amazing. So now well, you, you. Have an, an, you have an entire system that you help women walk through to basically live a life they love. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. I do. And to really wow. learn to practice. Um, radical self-love because here's the thing mm-hmm. the best the most important relationship you will ever have on this earth this side of heaven is the relationship that you have with yourself mm-hmm. and when you are good with you you are so good with everybody else so it really starts there mm-hmm Absolutely. So I would imagine in this journey of yours that you've encountered things that maybe haven't gone quite to plan or maybe weren't the picture in your head. How do you keep going despite setbacks or obstacles? Oh, gosh. I have things happen every day. (laughs) Every day. And I think that really is important for um, your listeners to know, you know, in today's world of social media and, you know, everybody highlight reels, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just such an emphasis on, on comparison. And it can really mm-hmm. take people out of the game before they even get started. Mm-hmm. And so I guess to answer your question is that nobody, you know, we don't ever just arrive. That's not even a thing. We just keep tweaking and adjusting and tweaking and adjusting. And one of my favorites, um, I think it's called an acronym. I always struggle between acronym and acrostic, but I think it might be acronym, (laughs) is IRA, I-R-A. And um, basically what it means is we take intentional action. So not just any old random action, but action with intention, right? Mm -hmm. We reflect and we adjust. So it's intentional action, reflect, and adjust. Intentional action, reflect, and adjust. And we just keep going. The information when we step out and try to do something is just that. It is simply information. It does not mean anything about your worth. You are worthy just because your eyes popped open this morning. That is it. That is the reason why you're enough. That is the reason why you're worthy. You cannot add anything to your worthiness. You cannot take anything away from your worthiness. And so as we're stepping out and as we're stepping into our fear and as we're trying things, and it is scary, absolutely it's scary, we have to remember in the back of our minds that we are worthy. 
And as we're trying things, whether it's, you know, I've launched programs that I've had nobody sign up. I've had programs where I've had one person sign up. I've had programs where I've had 30 women sign up. None of mm-hmm. it means anything because it's all, it doesn't mean anything about me and my worth, I should say. I mean, it all means something, of course, in terms of it's beautiful data. It's beautiful mm-hmm. information. So I launched a program and nobody signed up. What amazing information. Maybe my Facebook ad was, was you know, maybe I didn't spend enough money. Maybe my messaging was a little bit off. Maybe I need mm-hmm. to hone um, some of my, my um, you know, language or my, my messaging, my content, so that you know, I'm really hitting my target market more. Maybe I launched it at a really crappy time of year where my target audience, you know, it just didn't work for them. It could mean a million different things, but it means nothing, nothing about your worth. And that right there is where people get hung up because they make it mean something about their worth mm-hmm. and their enoughness. Right. Wow. Good stuff. Did that answer oh my your goodness. question? <laughs> Absolutely. This is fabulous. I can't thank you enough for being here. As I as we were talking, I have I have two pages of notes, and I thought um, it may be helpful for the listeners to have a summary of what you said. Yeah. So I have, I have five points that I drew out of it. Now, if you're a note taker, which I highly recommend anytime you're listening to a podcast where you can learn from, um, which I think you can learn from anything that you hear and everyone that you meet, um, that, you, that you always take notes. But if you don't have your notebook out, now is the time to grab it. So here are five things, five takeaways from Krista. Number one, be aware of where you are. And if you are running on autopilot, it's time to wake up. Number two, start where you're at. You don't have to know the entire way. You never know the entire way when you're stepping out and into your purpose. Do, just do the one next thing in front of you, even if it's a turtle step, as Krista would say. <laughs> Number three, listen to your intuition, your inner guidance system, that has to be your driving force if you're going to live out your purpose. Number four, quiet the inner critic. Sometimes, especially as women, we allow our inner critic to have such a loud voice that we can't hear our intuition. And number five, keep going. Your dream and you are worth it. And remember the acronym IRA, intentional action, reflection, and adjust. The things that happen, the obstacles that get in your way are simply information. It doesn't mean anything. You get the power to decide the meaning of what happens to you. So, wow, Krista, thank you so much for being here. And yeah. for listeners out there, <laughs> if, if you, you have got to connect with Krista. She has some amazing things going on. She has a free webinar where she talks about her seven-step system to, to selfish badassery. And I'll post that information in the podcast description. Or if uh, you want to connect with her, too, on her website, you can go to www.kristaresnick. It's K-R-I-S-T-A-R-E-S-N-I-C-K dot com. Thank you again, Krista. Any, any last closing thoughts before we wrap this up? 
Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I just cannot thank you enough um, for for taking the time to just um, reach out to me and to and to do this together. You know, any time that I can help shift somebody's awareness or help somebody step into that place of of radical self love, it is just such an honor. Um, So I think my last and final thoughts would really just be around this whole idea of, you know, letting go of of everyone's um, opinions of you and labels and branding. You know, so many times people in life have have branded us with a label that, that we're not enough or that we're um, not smart enough or we're the class clown or you're just too sensitive or, you know, whatever it might be for you. And um, I'm here to say, you know what, you don't have to listen to those labels. You can let them go and you can step into this place of loving yourself because when you develop and work on the relationship that you have with yourself, because you're with yourself, all day, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Everything in your life just gets better. And that is truly like a foundation, foundational principle for really living a happy life, a, a badass life. Absolutely. Wow. I don't know how you can listen to this podcast today and not be inspired. So get out there. Use your gifts and talents to live your best life. We are cheering you on. We believe in you. Until next time, take action. Live big and stay dialed in.